All right, we're back for another episode of the Love Exchange Podcast. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast to listen to, listen to, listen to, listen to. Hey, so we're back for another episode of the Love Exchange Podcast. I'm your girl, Kenya, and we got Charlie. And we got a special guest there in the studio with us tonight. I'm bringing the kid in. Got my brother in with us tonight to bring his perspective from a millennial's perspective on dating. So we're going to have him chime in on tonight as well. So just kick back, relax, and check out. Practical Love Tips. The Love Exchange Podcast is hosted by Charlie and Kenya, a husband and wife duo. Today, join us to talk about life, love, and relationships, and everything in between. You are listening to another hour of the Love Exchange Podcast. All right, so let's dive on into tonight's topics. Let's um, discuss some unpopular opinions that we have. Um, who's going to start us off with your unpopular opinion? Anybody want to go first? Yeah, you can go first. We're going to let the kid go first. And by kid, I mean kid brother. He's a grown man, but we're going to let him chime in. Introduce yourself to the people and then give us your unpopular opinion. Yes, my name is Antonio LaVelle McGrew Jr. And yes, I am a junior. Um, I have an unpopular opinion um, about relationships is that uh, most relationships bring in the baggage from the last relationship where they meet this person who is being seriously... Uh, interested in them and want to do different things with them um but they bring in the baggage the last person done with them and expect the same thing out of uh the person who got their main interest so i think this is a big topic uh to me it's a big topic but it's one of the unpopular topics that i'm talking about but it's something a lot of people should look into and this is a big problem today in relationships and it's a really a reason why a lot of people can't get far with relationships nowadays because of the baggage and the emotional and the uh, events that they've had in the past relationships. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We should have let you in last because that would have been a perfect segue into our topic for tonight. However, my unpopular opinion for um, tonight to discuss or maybe just shed some light on is... (sighs) I mean, relationships are relationships. There's no time frame. People always sit in a time frame and telling people what they need to do, how they need to do it, and how long you need to do it. There's a lot of practical things that come into relationships and deciding if you want to spend your life with someone or even just go on a date with someone. Um, You know, the more and more I get to talk to people about relationships and just getting their, um, you know, background, backstories on things that have happened to them in the past, it's, it's hard for people to even spend five, ten minutes together because, like, they've been texting and talking to this person via social media or talking to them on the phone. And then when they get to meet them in person for a date, it's, I mean, there's nothing there. There's no chemistry because you started and based your relationship off of um, telecommunications over the phone by texting and not actually talking or by DMing or, you know, sending messages on social media. So my unpopular opinion is we need to bring back face-to-face communication when you're dating somebody, especially if you want a long-term relationship. Hey, if you feel different, holler at your girl and let me know. But I just really feel like we need to bring back um, communication face-to-face. Hashtag communication matters. 
What you got? Oh, well, okay. So my unpopular opinion is I was on social media earlier, and I um I seen a post uh, of one of my uh, social media friends posted saying um I wonder if men post their girlfriend slash wives as much as women post them. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I guess for me, for my uh, unpopular opinion is to me, and I don't think posting. Posting, uh, posting your wife or significant other like every day or something like that as much as women do is because that it is um, it's not that it's not important. It's just that you know some things you want to keep private, and I don't know if that's the reason why. But that most men like don't post their uh, wife or girlfriend every day is that. To me, I don't think that it's necessary, but I know that like some women feel like that they may auto post. They think it validates the relationship because you're posting, and that's not always the case. I mean, I I mean, they need to know that you're in a relationship, especially if you're married. You need to be known and not be social media single and be married behind the scenes. But as far as posting on every page, women are just a little different. That's another unpopular opinion that I may add. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. I mean, it's cool because I feel like it's a good, important topic. Right. So, I mean, you, we had a talk with my brother. We had a talk about that. How do you feel about posting your significant other on Facebook? And do you feel that if you don't post them all the time, that means that you're not in a relationship or you're hiding something? Chime Mm -hmm. in from a millennial's point of view. Well, it doesn't mean that you're hiding anything. It really kind of, it, it can bring problems at, at one point because when you post it on social media, and, and I'm going to go ahead and answer that question you gave me at first. Uh, no, it, it was kind of, you know, I didn't know how to go with it at first because I was wondering, should I post it or should I not? Because social media can bring problems, but that doesn't define the relationship that you have with somebody. Exactly, because exactly. That okay, having having your business between each other can be better without showing it. You know, so you showing it off to goes people. Goes back to what we did a you couple know, of weeks ago: private matters with social private, media. That's what I'm saying. Private matters. You have your own privacy. Things will go better. You know, what I'm saying you get you got okay. You maybe you maybe following maybe five thousand people on Facebook. You post one picture. Uh, five hundred or a thousand gonna see it and gonna like it probably. And then yeah. some people, not to cut you off, but just some people have said, like I follow people on Instagram and I've seen people like intentionally hide their mate or blurt out their mate's face because I mean, from a female perspective, they said that the moment that they post them online, other females will go and search these guys down and find them on social media, send them friend requests or DM on them stuff like that. That's toxic. Those are people who just intentionally want to ruin relationships or intentionally want to um, come in and cause some conflict. It's up to the man at that point to stop that. I, I don't put that on the people who live those type of lifestyles. That Their only goal is to interfere in people's relationships. It's up to the man to stop that and shut it down from the door. So you have the control over that. You can't control somebody else from being, you know, nasty and, and, and wanting to come in when they know that somebody's in a relationship and they start trying to creep in the DMs and in the inbox. Um, but that's good stuff, you, you know. But on the flip side, I got to play devil's advocate because I am a female and I have not always been that person where I am today. So on the flip side, how do you handle when your significant other wants you to put them on social media and 
there's a conflict. Do you, one, continue the conflict all because of you not wanting to share your personal reason on social media? Or do you, two, go ahead and post so that you can satisfy the request of your significant other? What do you do? Well, me and you have actually had this conversation before, and I feel like that we... So we've had this conversation before, and I feel like that uh, we should, you know, try to explore options and try to work it in little bits at a time, little pieces at a time. You know, you don't have to start just flooding the timeline with it, but you could do like once or twice a week or maybe once a week, something like that. I mean, there's no, you don't want to have to schedule somebody posting you because that seems a little fake. My thing is, what I'm saying is that, you know, if you're in a serious relationship or a long term or if in a marriage, it, it shouldn't be that hard to, you know, shout out your spouse every now and then. And then it, I don't want it to be like a fake thing or I'm not saying some of the things that you could tell me face to face because we do live together, stuff like that. I'm just saying I'm speaking not for myself. I'm speaking for females who may have, you know, problems or ladies in relationships that feel like, hey, you know, I'm feeling the way about you not talking about me on social media or it's appearing that you may be single out there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, but when you talk, when you say once a week or twice a week or every other day, that seems like a scheduled post. And no, to me, that just. What I'm saying is that, no, not saying that. Like, some guys just don't feel like putting that business out there like that. So, what I'm saying is maybe, you know, not to, to just work with your significant other. You could be like not having on the schedule, but I'm just saying you could post a little bit, not a whole lot, you know, not you saying flood the timeline, like I said, but just post a little bit, you know. You know, in the in the spirit of meeting somebody halfway and trying to, uh, you know, adhere to love languages like we talked about on past episodes, you the conversation that I, I just wanted to know what the conversation would be like with a significant other if that was a question. If that, you know, came up in a relationship, that's basically what I wanted to get from a man's perspective. You know, you both have chimed in and, and I see where you stand on that. And, and then that's more, you know, more to come on that. Maybe we need to devote an episode to that and just get other males and, and talk about it with other females, just stuff like that. Because some people don't care. Social media, it is what it is to me. You know, I, it's not my life, so it doesn't make me either way. But then on, a, on the flip side, some people hold that stuff near and dear to them. So we, we want to make sure that we're meeting our spouse halfway. And and it also do bring a lot of insecurity into the situation yeah. and into the relationship. You make the significant other feel like they're not enough or you know, you hiding them from someone. It's a lot of insecurity because me personally, um <clears throat> I have had someone ask me numerous and numerous of times why not being posted on, you know, um Facebook or Instagram or all these social social media apps, Twitter, Snapchat, um, until I ended up in a position like that where I was asking why I didn't get posted. And it was kind of like crazy. I was like, whoa, watching one, myself. One thing leads to another, and then you two start arguing over something that was like very trivial, right? Right. And I'm, mean, like, I'm, in, I'm, I'm like, I'm in these shoes now. Hold on now. like, And you would start feeling like, how the person feels that's asking you. And when you end up in those shoes, you'll see how that person feels. And it's a lot of insecurity in it. I'm telling you, it's a lot of it in it. And that goes into tonight's topic. We'll go ahead and conclude unpopular opinion for the week. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. So, tonight's episode topic is more issues than Vogue. 
slash emotional baggage in relationships? Are you bringing that emotional baggage from your prior relationships into your new relationship? Are you comparing that person that you care about to the person that maybe broke your heart or maybe wasn't the one for you? Let's talk about that. We've all been in relationships in the past that haven't worked out, right? We've been in toxic relationships. We've been in relationships that we weren't mature enough to handle. Um, things that we've made mistakes. Maybe we just was blind and the person wasn't for us and we were trying to make things happen. And in the event, trying to make things happen with that person, it led us down a road of turmoil, right? There's a lot of things. It's kind of like each bad relationship is like a suitcase. You're putting everything in there. You're folding this stuff. You're getting it all in there from experiences from past people. When you fill up one, you go to the next experiences from relationships, whether it be in a relationship with a, a significant other or just family relationship and friends. Some people have emotional baggage from, you know, things that have happened with their family in the past. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the signs of bringing emotional baggage, some of the things that you can kind of check yourself when you start to see that stuff happening. Let's talk about some of that. So, Charlie, what you got? Um, some of the signs that you carry emotional baggage is probably uh, guilt. Uh, some of the, some of the. I, I have, I have something. Um, my my main um, thing about that is with anger. Um, you have a person where they're so angry at their past relationship. Uh, it may have been a relationship maybe a year or two. And it's a lot of anger that they're bringing into the present relationship. And it's so crazy that they're so angry where they don't realize they really have somebody who actually loves them for who they are, want to treat them like they were looking forward to be treated. And um, they're kind of like a lot of anger that's being brought towards their relationship. And it's kind of not healthy for a significant other to be treated that way because they're going to feel like they're always having to do something wrong. They're, they're, I'm sorry about that. They're going to always feel like they are doing something wrong or they're not good enough for that person because they, they feel like they're not fulfilling the potential that the person needs them to do. Right. And a natural, a natural emotion or feeling when somebody does you wrong, um, whether it be family, friend, significant other, it's, it's anger. Because, you know, you're stuck trying to figure out, hey, I, I was this and that for that person. I gave them everything that I feel, you know, you feel like you could have given them to make things better. However, you know, things still were unfavorable for you and you got your heart broke or you were hurt. You know, things were taken from you. But hanging on to anger is an unnatural feeling because you want to feel that emotion in the present when that's happening, right? You right. want to feel it and you want to process it because you never want to keep storing that stuff in the back of your mind. And then one day somebody says something to you that triggers to bring all of those emotions out, right? You want to go ahead and feel it in the present moment and let it go. So, you know, hanging on to anger is unnatural. Understanding the cause of the anger and turning it into something positive is a good trait that you want to do, right? So in, an, in your new relationship, you don't want to hold that stuff against your new, you know, person, the whoever you're with. You want to apply things in that relationship that are going to 
garner positive outcomes, right? If you're always negative towards that person, especially for something that they didn't even do, right? You can't hold that against them, you know, but we all fall victim to that. Um, before I started this journey of healing and becoming a better person overall, just in my life, I would apply those hurts and that angry feeling towards Charlie because of how somebody else did, did me. And I really just had to pull myself together and think about how that made him feel and how I was putting the hurt and the pain that somebody else caused me on him. You got anything about it? Uh, well, just something else that I think uh, that warrants this is uh, control issues. Somebody that's, you know, just bringing around a lot of baggage always, you know, most of the time they want to be in control all the time. They don't, they want to control every situation and it's got to go the exact same way that they want it. So I think that's another good thing to to explore. And another thing, this is coming from the little brother. I want to tell everybody this. Having an anger problem in a relationship is not healthy. Like, it is not healthy at all because it's, it's, it's anger that you're hanging around that's, that's really unnatural. You know what I'm saying? It brings depression, um, eating disorders, heart disease, pre prevent recovery from addiction, Anything that you're hanging on to, you really bringing it closer to you by just being mad at the person that hasn't done anything to you. Because when they do something wrong or they make a mistake, you're liable to do anything to them. You know, because you're right. so angry at what the last person did. And when you came into a relationship with that person, you're already mad at them. So if they do anything wrong, you, you ready to just do anything that comes to your mind out of nowhere to them. And, and that person don't deserve that. Right. And that also is a sign of you not completely being over it. Yep. You haven't healed from it. You haven't processed it. There's no closure. Those are all things that you need to do, especially when you're moving from relationship to relationship to relationship in short periods of time. Now, if you're just dating casually, then those may be things that you think about, right, in case something becomes a serious situation. But if you're moving from serious relationship to serious relationship, you really got to take some time out and process that stuff. Because even though you may feel like, hey, I think I'm ready. She hurt me or he hurt me. I'm ready to move on. Those feelings of that could be pressure just because you're angry with that person for not wanting to be with you anymore or you're angry with the situation that caused you and that person not to be together. So please, if you're feeling anger, or if you're bringing that anger into your existing relationship from the past, that's baggage and it needs to go away. Yeah, that is correct because I see it like this. Um, if you're angry and you're angry at your significant other which you are casually dating and... Um, you, if you can't talk to that person about your past, you know, about what happened to you, then to be honest with you, that may not even be the person you need to be with because if you can't be comfortable enough to talk about what happened in your life to a person that you supposedly want to have a future with, if you can't talk to that person, then that's not the person you need to be with because you want to be comfortable. When you know you're comfortable, when you're comfortable, you feel comfortable to open up and just, you know, chill, watch a movie and talk about what happened in your life because that was brings open, that what opens up, the, like my sister said, it opens up the suitcase and you help each other unfold the clothes, you know what I'm saying? That's right, and it leads you to that trip to paradise because you're on the other side, you've taken that baggage, you've dumped out the existing stuff that was bad, that was weighing you down, but you've also filled it up 
with the light stuff that is now moving you or ushering you towards a new life with your um, new mate. So we want to ditch the anger. So we're going to move on to another sign of um, bringing emotional baggage is if you're always comparing yourself. If you're always being a critic and you're just saying stuff around your significant other or just around your friends where you're the person that's always saying bad stuff about yourself because maybe you've been in an abusive relationship where somebody was verbally abusive to you and they always told you that you wouldn't be anything or you were this, you were that. So, so what you mean, like it's like a negative mindset? Well, it could be a negative mindset or it could just be that inner voice inside of you that tells you the only way that you belong in the room with these people is that if you're talking about yourself. We've all been around somebody who would be, you know what I'm saying? If you're in a group, that person would be like, well, I'm stupid anyway. You know, stuff like that. Have you ever wondered when people say that? Like, do you really mean that? Are you just saying that? I know what you mean. I don't don't like it really because you let me know you got low self-esteem. You don't have no confidence in yourself. So... Why would you even want, why would you think that I want to be with you and you putting down on yourself? Right. And then that, that leads me to uh, just a little thing I want to say and get out while we're talking about that. Like me being a plus size woman, a, a large majority of my life, I've been a plus size woman. Um, in high school, I was smaller than I am now, but I was still considered plus size. I have never had a problem with being me or loving myself or having that confidence because I wake up in the morning and I look at me and I tell me I love me. I, I've been one of those people who I don't wait for somebody to tell me. It's nice for, you know, Charlie to say, hey, you look beautiful today. Everybody wants to hear their man say that. But it's also nice to tell yourself because self-love is the only way that you can love somebody else is first you got to love yourself. Right. And then people, you know, men can see that that radiates from you. That's attractive for a woman to have that confidence, that swag and to know that she commands the room when she walks in without anybody even having to tell her. So, you know, if you've ever been around me or if you've ever seen me, I'm always going to have my head held high and a smile on my face. And I'm going to walk like I'm walking down the runway because I feel beautiful inside and out. And I tell myself that I'm beautiful. I don't think that I'm better than anyone or not, you know, that's not the case. But my mom raised me to have that confidence and that self-love. There have been times that it has been attacked because I've been in relationships where I felt like I wasn't getting that love that I felt like I deserved. However, I've rebuilt that. I didn't let it take my confidence away. You know, don't you find a confident woman attractive? I mean, was that one of the traits that you saw in me that kind of... of course. A lot of people are intimidated by a confident woman, but I think that those days are getting behind us where people are intimidated by a confident woman. You want somebody that can come in and command the room and just have that swag and and you know that she's going to... She got your back. A confident woman can change the world. Yeah, and that is correct. You know, I can speak on that because... It was a point of time where I was intimidated by a confident woman. And the reason why I was intimidated because I was very immature then, you know. Um, Me growing up, you know, and becoming becoming be more and more and more confident in myself and knowing my potential, finding myself, knowing who I am. I realized that, you know, that don't intimidate me because now it doesn't intimidate me because... I'm finding, I'm, being, I'm finding myself being more of a man that I even thought I could be. 
So now it doesn't intimidate me because you understand. I understand how right. things is now. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just part of being mature. Right. You growing when you grow up, you find more confident in yourself. When you know a man is a person who really, um, he, the, the woman is the ball, the man is the hand. He's carrying the ball in his hand. So when you become a man, you become very confident. You know what you can do with that relationship, or you know how you can handle. Uh, this woman, not in a bad way, but you know, you can do this, do this for them, and you can fulfill some of the spots that she may need. Those things won't want to intimidate you anymore because she may be so confident, it's attractive. Okay, you know, you may look at it like, okay, this is going to be fun because I can fulfill those spots that she's looking for. So, you know um, how can how can we overcome uh, <clears throat> bringing in baggage? From a man's perspective, uh, you say, how can we uh, overcome bringing baggage into a new relationship? You saying like men bringing baggage to the relationship? Yeah, how, how can we overcome that? Uh, what we could do. Um, but do men, before you answer that, do men even do that? Like, is that a thing? Like, where maybe if you had trust issues, is that something that men do? Yeah. 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 It happens. Yeah. It's not. It's not very often as women. Wait a minute. So here's the thing. This is just my thought on that. Plus, the light bulb went off when you asked that question. Men do it. So what you're saying is men do it. But is it more upfront when men do it, or is it more like hidden in little things and the way you treat that oh, yeah, woman? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I knew where he was coming from when he asked that because, um, me personally, um. Not bringing baggage to relationship. Yeah, and he was talking about how not bringing baggage to a relationship. Um, I think you know more men should, you know, not push the casual relationship like on the first date. You know, sit down and talk to the person, get to know them, tell them what you have going on with your life. You know, you can bring up what happened. I mean, it's not like you got. Oh, guys, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean. A woman would feel comfortable because you're not holding anything back. She don't feel like you're opening up to her and telling her about your life anyway because you tell her. But do you really want most to? Men, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think like for most women nowadays, that that's a turn off talking about another woman. No, it's not a turn off. Or just on the maybe on the first date. Maybe the time. Maybe the timing. This is coming from a woman's perspective. I must. I want to. I can't put myself in the mind frame of a single woman, but just thinking like if I was on a date with somebody and we were talking, those first couple of dates are like a get to know me session, right? But I also don't want to hear about what your baby mama or what your ex wife did. You know, and, and <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a good point, though. But you don't want to be that guy on the date that's pouring out all this stuff. Because you're going to... To me, that'll make me feel like you're not over her. Right. No, it's not feeling... Okay, you can't do it on the first date. You know what I'm saying? But okay, you got to know if that person okay. is interested in you first to hear all that. But right. then you still don't want to just full-blown go... Okay, but, okay so the, the, com- the conversation could... <laughs> the conversation could get deep where the female, the woman could come out and start telling you about what happened to her. Okay, the man, the man is gonna feel the same same way. He's gonna be like, okay, she ain't over him yet. So, I mean, I'm. It's gonna take me some time to get what I'm trying to get with her. She ain't over him yet. So, okay, he wanna make 
he wouldn't have made the conversation vice versa. So he's going to bring up, he can bring up what happened to him in his life. You know what I'm saying? He's just evening out the conversation. Yeah, if she brings it up first, then I guess, you know, if she's talking about it, but then there's a thing to me with you want to curb. You don't want to go full-fledged, you know what I'm saying? Not saying hide anything, but small doses, right? Small doses. But that is a good dosage for a beginning of a good relationship because at the beginning, you guys know... But we, but the whole point of our topic for tonight is to help people ditch the emotional baggage, right? That's so what we're doing. You yeah. want to get to a point where by the time you're ready for your new relationship, you don't have that. You've unpacked So, so my thing is, when you get out of one relationship, you shouldn't automatically jump into Right. One. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, That's you really true. want to take time out and process what happened, especially if it was a tumultuous breakup. You want to take time and find out, process how could I have played a better part in it if you played a part in it? Sometimes it's not always your fault. Things just happen. People aren't meant to be. Life goes on. But if you played a part in the demise of the relationship, you really want to process that because you want to know how you can heal that part of you that's lacking so you can move on and be a better person for that next person down the line. And like I was saying in my unpopular opinion, take as much time as you need. There's When you're dating somebody or you're trying to move towards a serious relationship, take the time that you need. Don't allow society to give you the time frame. Some people fall madly in love and get married the very next day. I respect that. Have nothing against that. Some people, it takes years. Some people date for years and years. And then what confuses the heck out of me, y'all, and was totally off topic, but hey, it is what it is. People date for years and then they get married and stay married for like five days. I've seen it. <laughs> seen it. <laughs> so that just lets me know that there's some emotional baggage somewhere and that somebody did not have the conversations that were needed before it moved to this spot. Have those talks, but in small doses. But when it gets to the point where you're ready to settle down, you really need to be healed from that stuff. Yeah, so what I was telling you at first, that's not, if you get a, okay, men and women, you know what I'm saying, it, it shouldn't be a turnoff because if both of it y'all. It just depends now, if you break down crying at the table talking about you <laughs> loved her and how you gave her teddy bears for Valentine's Day and you go and say you named the bear Pookie and the candy and you remember all, it, every no, intricate detail no. of what you did for your no. old girlfriend, I am going to get up and walk off and let you finish that date alone because I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to be healing a man over what somebody else did. You know what I'm saying? And then Charlie, it's from a man's perspective with a woman. If you have to heal me from everything that my prior relationships have done, then that's exhausting. That is exhausting. So I'm not staring you away from what you're saying, right? You want to talk about it in small doses, but you also need to think about what you say and how you say it because it could also interfere with your new thing. And it could seem like you're, when you go home, you crying in the corner because you miss a girl from before. Yeah. What I'm saying is, now, if a guy goes to a dinner with a, with a woman and he breaks down crying about his past, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not being a gentleman for one because being a gentleman being first... A First, being a gentleman, you bringing her out to eat to have a good time, and you want to hear, you want to listen to her. That's the key to a woman is listening to what she got to say. Look at you, okay? Did you, know you know what I'm saying? To love languages, you learn something. Okay. I, I mean, you know, it, it just, you know, kind of 
reminded me on a lot of things. So, um, you know, you want to listen. Being a gentleman is listening to a woman. If a guy just break down crying at the table, you, you that 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 dinner done before the dinner even gets to the table. You know, you might not even might have not even bring the ticket because you break down crying about your past relationship. She don't want to hear that. I think first what I was trying to say is being a gentleman, you know, because you can sit there at the table and hear her say the same thing about uh, a past relationship. She going to think you feel a certain type of way. She may be, I didn't mean to, you know, women maybe say the same. I didn't mean to come at, come out with this type of conversation about my ex or about my past. She going to feel crazy. She going to feel uncomfortable. So that's when the gentleman's supposed to come in and, you know, let her know that you listen to everything that she said. So when I'm what I'm saying is that's when you can bring you can tell her about the past problem that you had. So to make her feel comfortable so she won't feel uncomfortable by giving you some past information. Right. Because every don't I don't think everybody likes to give everybody their past relationship because you you don't stories. like i said you don't want to go full fledged but i mean that's there, there's a lot of things that we could like unpack with that but we really just want to bring it back in with just healing i think there's a lot of other topics right that we wanted to go down with um, emotional baggage but just you really want to the key to that because this, this could be broken down in several episodes with several different topics but the key to that is to really just evaluate the past, see if you were the common denominator, right? If you were the common denominator on all the things that happened negatively in your past relationships and caused you to no longer be in those relationships, you got to sit down and take a look in the mirror. You got to bring all that luggage that you got weighing you down, take a look in the mirror, seek whatever help you need, whether it be talking to somebody whether it be in crying it out and letting those emotions come to play because you got to, that stuff will follow you from relationship to relationship. In the beginning phases of my relationship with Charlie, I mean, we were young, but I had been in a prior relationship in high school and I would always say, you're going to hurt me just like he did. I would always feel that because I, you know, that. So I had to really just process that even at a younger age, I was bringing in that baggage, but I, I paid attention to what I was doing early on and I kind of nipped it in the bud and kind of, you know, I don't want him to feel that he's going to have to suffer with my emotions or my lack of because of what somebody else did. That's not fair to anybody. So if you catch yourself always saying, well, such and such did this to me, the person that you're with now didn't do this. So it's not their problem for you to bring it. And it's not their problem to solve. Although you want them to not take you down that road, it's not their problem. So you want to leave that where it is. Heal from it, grow from it. Look at this new thing as a whole new positive aspect. Find the good things about it. Evaluate it. Pay attention to the warning signs if there are. Because sometimes the newness of a relationship can really just block those warning signs. Because I really truly believe that if somebody is doing something or if somebody has these bad traits that can lead you down a road of being in a toxic relationship, whether it be verbally or you know, physical abuse, mental abuse, just lacking in several areas that will not help you grow because after all, a relationship between two people, you need to see some evolution. If you're still sitting in the same place with the same person 15 years from now, but you have the same 
um, things, you haven't changed, you haven't grown together, you haven't set short-term, long-term goals, then what is the purpose, right? Um, relationships are more about, more to relationships, you know, than just posting on social media or taking pictures or saying that you're in a relationship. A relationship should be two people helping each other grow, right? So, um, again, a lot of good stuff shared tonight. Uh, we're happy to have Antonio come join us in the studio tonight for this episode. Uh, we hope that there was something shared or said that um, helped you out along the way because we're all about practical tips. Um, some people make these long, drawn-out steps to be in relationships, and then at the end of the day, things still can go left. So you want to be practical about your love. You want to be intentional. You want to tell somebody you love them because life is short. You want to show somebody you love them. Love is not just about saying it. It's an action. So, you you know, you want to show them. I, I shouldn't just see that you love me online. I should feel that in your actions. So, do you have anything to add in conclusion? Uh, yeah. The last thing I got is that your bag can be as heavy as you want it to be or as light as you want it to be. That's right. You can dump that load, forget about yesterday, and move on to tomorrow. And in, in a positive note, you know, think about things that you can do in your new relationship to help it grow. Keep things moving in a positive. Don't carry that weight. Um, you know, like Erica Badu said, you know, bag lady, you're going to hurt your back carrying all them bags like this. So, let, I mean, let that stuff go. Heal from it. Let it go. Open your eyes to a whole new situation, hoping that it's positive working towards it being positive and, you know, truly believe and be intentional. I always say that I say be intentional a hundred times because being intentional has changed my life. Um, I'm intentional about it. When I want to do something, I set forth my intentions into the universe so that it may happen. Um, so be intentional. If you want more love, be, give more love. If you want more positive things, give out more positive things. If you want to, have purpose in life. Seek purpose every day when you wake up. Write those notes to yourself. Write in your journal. I have notebooks all over the place because I just like to write my thoughts because someday somebody's going to listen to this podcast. Somebody's going to listen and read my journals and it's going to help them heal. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Again, this is truly a labor of love. Myself and my co-host here at the Love Exchange hope that you guys have a great week. A great night. Whenever you listen, we hope that the flow is great. We send you love and light. And in conclusion, we hope that you join us again next week. Share, subscribe, tag us on Facebook, tag us on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. Give us some topics, any questions. You'll have our information at the end of this episode. Good night. And as my dad always say, be the tip. <laughs>